What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the movies Sound of Metal and Let Them All Talk. But first, let's talk about the movie Sound of Metal. Here's a quick synopsis. Metal drummer and recovering drug addict Ruben Stone loses his hearing and sense of self and begins to spiral as he tries to drastically change his lifestyle. This is one of the better films of the year, and that begins with the performances. First off, Riz Ahmed gives a career best performance and proves he's a leading man. I've seen him in movies for years now. He won an Emmy for his HBO show. The Night Of. He was in the movie Nightcrawler with Jake Gyllenhaal. He's been in big time blockbuster projects like Rogue One and Venom. He is a very well known actor but for the most part he's been a supporting actor. I saw him in a supporting role in the western film The Sisters Brothers with Joaquin Phoenix, John C. Riley, and Jake Gyllenhaal. This is his turn as a leading man and I think this is going to get Riz Ahmed his first Oscar nomination. He is going to be a well known name after people recognize how good he is in this film. He also just fits in way better with grittier films like Nightcrawler and Sound of Metal than he does in those bigger projects like Venom and Rogue One because he's so intense. His intensity shines in these like grittier indie projects. I wouldn't be mad at all if Riz Ahmed is the one who takes home the golden statue at the Oscars. It's that good of a performance. Also in this movie is Olivia Cook and Paul Racy, who also give Oscar-worthy supporting performances in this film. First off, Olivia Cook has been great in movies like Me, Earl, and The Dying Girl. That's an underrated film that I don't feel gets appreciated enough. And she was also in the Steven Spielberg blockbuster Ready Player One. I know people have mixed feelings towards that movie. I really like that movie, and I think Olivia Cook is really good in that film. In this film, it doesn't feel like she's on screen all that much, but I think she has a really great impact on this movie. It's the definition of a good supporting turn. So again, I would like to see Olivia Cook get an Oscar nomination. Again, she's an actress on the rise, and more people should give her credit for what she's doing on screen. And Racy, Paul Racy, is a bit of an unknown actor who is deaf himself, and he's playing a deaf character in this film. And again, it's an Oscar-worthy performance from Racy. I would love to see his name on the nominees of Best Supporting Actor. It's exactly what a supporting character is supposed to do in a movie. And he has a real heartbreaking scene with Riz Ahmed's character that I think is the absolute best scene of this film, where he is basically disappointed in the main character's choices. So I think that's a huge selling point for this movie, is the three great Oscar-worthy performances. Riz Ahmed is wonderful as the lead and Olivia Cook and Paul Racy do exactly what supporting actors are supposed to do in a movie like this. They have some scene-stealing moments, and they add to the overall arc of the main character. And another thing that they all did is they all felt like they were in the same movie. In a movie like this, if one actor feels more intense than another, it could feel like in a completely different movie. Like, to match Riz Ahmed's intensity, I thought was pretty impressive on the part of Olivia Cook and Paul Racy. They all felt like they were making the same movie, which sounds simple, but again, so many movies feel like one actor is trying to outshine the other, and this doesn't feel like it's the case. All of these actors give brilliant performances along with the other actors in this movie. This is a tremendous directorial debut for Darius 
Martyr, who co-wrote the script and also co-wrote the movie Place Beyond the Pines, one of my all-time favorite films. Again, wonderful performances from Ryan Gosling, Ben Mendelsohn's in that movie, Dane DeHaan, Bradley Cooper. That is one of the all-time underrated films, The Place Beyond the Pines. And Derek Cianfranz, the director of The Place Beyond the Pines, got a story credit for Sound of Metal. And this actually does kind of feel like a Derek Cianfranz kind of movie in the way that the film feels grounded in reality, both by the look of the movie and the emotions of it. I mean, that is what a Derek Cianfranz film is. I mean, you saw the Mark Ruffalo miniseries this year. It's grounded in like the film looks marvelous, but it's also grounded in reality and it's character based. And this movie is all about the character of Riz Ahmed's character. I don't want to fully give this away, but also the way this movie uses sound is brilliant. It gets you to feel empathy towards the main character. It is one of the best uses of sound in a movie I've ever seen. And the last thing I'll say about Sound of Metal is the ending is maybe the best ending to a movie this year. The character realizing his mistakes in real time is so powerful and honest, and most importantly, it feels human. The minute Riz's character loses his hearing, he's immediately looking for a solution to what he views as a problem, and the character is looking for a quick fix, and the ending is him realizing there is no quick fix. In a year like this, it would be wonderful to see Sound of Metal get nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars. It would be awesome to see Riz Ahmed nominated for Best Lead Actor. It would be awesome to see Olivia Cook and Paul Racy nominated for their supporting performances. I think the most realistic of those things happening is Riz Ahmed getting nominated for Best Actor in a Lead for the Oscars. I mean, I think Riz Ahmed is definitely going to get nominated for this performance. It's so intense. It's so heartbreaking at times. He has some wonderful scenes. There's the scenes where he's playing with some kids at the playground who are also deaf. It's just a powerful film of somebody who has to completely change his lifestyle. There's a scene right after he learns that he's losing his hearing that he goes right back to playing the drums like he's just going to try to make things normal again because that's what he loves to do. He's playing the drums and then you also have that aspect of him being a drug addict and so you know that his life's been out of control before and this is one where he can't quite grasp with his new reality. It's such a great performance. Again, I would love to see Riz Ahmed nominate for an Oscar and I think it's going to happen. This movie does deserves to get accolades because it's one of the best films of the year. I definitely recommend you watch Sound of Metal. Now let's switch gears and talk about the movie Let Them All Talk. Here's a quick synopsis. Acclaimed author Alice Hughes goes on a boat trip to receive a prestigious award and she invites her nephew and her two oldest friends. This is the most wonderful surprise of 2020. I knew a new Steven Soderbergh movie was on its way and I didn't know what to expect. I think this is one of my favorite films of the year. It has absolutely everything. So let's get right into it about what I like. First off, Meryl Streep gives one of her best leading performances in quite a while. She's mostly become a supporting actor in bigger projects like Into the Woods, Mary Poppins Returns, and Little Woman. In a lot of those films, she sings, which I'm not that big of a fan of her singing. I mean, a lot of people are talking about her possibly getting a supporting actress nomination for her other new movie that came out this week, The Prom, which 
which I have not yet seen, but I would much rather Meryl Streep get an Oscar nomination for her performance in Let Them All Talk. She's playing the snobbish author who's trying to reconnect with her two oldest friends from college, played by Diane Weist and Candace Bergen. Like, I really like her performance in this movie, and I'd much rather her get acclaim for a performance like this than, again, her singing. I really didn't like her singing in Mary Poppins Returns, and I didn't really care for her performance in Into the Woods. But, again, she got an Oscar nomination for Into the Woods. So what do I know? I much prefer Meryl Streep as one of the better actresses ever than this person who gives supporting performances and ends up singing a song. Like, the Meryl Streep I prefer is the one in Let Them All Talk. Also in this movie is Lucas Hedges, and this movie has convinced me that Lucas Hedges can make the jump from indie darling to full-fledged movie star. He continues to hold his own acting alongside legendary actors. Look at this list of actresses he's worked with. Frances McDormand, Nicole Kidman, Julia Roberts, and now Meryl Streep. And also his upcoming film, The French Exit, he's co-starring along with Michelle Pfeiffer. I mean, this guy is holding his own in these films while also being incredible in these indie films that not enough people are seeing like Waves and Honey Boy. And a lot of this movie is just reaction shots of Lucas Hedges that I found endlessly entertaining. I just thought to myself, wow, this guy can make the jump to movie star and I hope he's given more chances. Again, this is really the first time he's worked with a big shot Hollywood director in Steven Soderbergh. I mean, he's worked with Greta Gerwig. He's worked with people who are on the rise, but this is the first time he's working with a guy who's had so much success in Soderbergh. And Hedges just rises to the occasion. And also, it was great to see Hedges just having a good time because of his, a lot of his movies are really intense. And this was the first time he didn't have to give a super intense performance. He just had to play like this fun character who was trying to take care of his aunt. Like it was just a fun, new, different way of seeing Lucas Hedges and see that he's capable of more things because a lot of people think that when Lucas Hedges come on screen, he's a one-trick pony. Like he can only be the intense indie star. Well, I think this proves he can be a movie star and can be entertaining just having a good time. Most of this movie is him just having a good time and I thought that was the best part of this movie and a lot of that has to do with his co-star Gemma Chan. She shines in a supporting role in this movie. She's best known for appearances in Crazy Rich Asians and Captain Marvel and her scenes with Lucas Hedges are the best this movie has to offer. I was blown away by their scenes together. They have the most chemistry of anyone in this movie and again they were just having a good time and you want I could have watched them hang out together for the next three hours that's how entertaining it was and Gemma Chan is set to star in some pretty big movies coming out soon don't worry darling the next film from Olivia Wilde which co-stars Florence Pugh Harry Styles and Chris Pines and she's also going to be in the next big Marvel film The Eternals so keep an eye on the career of Gemma Chan I mean again she was so good in Crazy Rich Asians and I think her and Lucas Hedges are the best thing about this film let them all talk also in this film are Diane Weiss and Candace Bergen. Listen, I like Candace Bergen. She's really good in this movie. She's most known for Murphy Brown, the sitcom, which I'm not that big a fan of. But the person who I thought shined more than Bergen was Diane Weiss. She has some great moments with basically everyone in this movie. She has some great scenes with Meryl Streep. She has some great scenes with Lucas Hedges and Candace Bergen. I think Diane Weiss has been doing some really good supporting roles recently. She was in Clint Eastwood's film The Mule, which I thought 
she was great in. And Weiss is somebody who's been so good for so long. I mean, she's got two Oscars, and she has also some underrated movies like Ron Howard's Parenthood and Dan in Real Life. I absolutely love Dan in Real Life, which was directed by Lucas's Hedges' father, Peter Hedges. I absolutely love that film, Dan in Real Life, and her performance in that is magnificent. She was also in that great Nicole Kidman film, Rabbit Hole. Like, Diane Weiss has been doing this for so long, and she plays the most likable character in Let Them All Talk. I would love for Diane Weiss to get a supporting actress nomination this year for Let Them All Talk. That's how good I think she is in this movie. I'd also love to see Lucas Hedges get a supporting actor nomination. This movie, Let Them All Talk, is terrific, and it has some terrific performances. Now let's talk about the director of Let Them Talk, Steven Soderbergh, who is one of the best directors of his generation, and one of my favorite directors. He's made hits like Out of Sight Traffic and Aaron Brockovich, and in the same year, he was nominated for Best Director for both Traffic and Aaron Brockovich, winning for Traffic. He also directed the Oceans trilogy, one of the best trilogies of all time. The first two Oceans movies are absolutely perfect. The third one isn't my favorite, but I think it's better than most other heist movies. And his latest films have been a bit of a mixed bag, though. I seem to like them way more than most. Those films include Logan Lucky, which has great performances from Channing Tatum and Adam Driver. I absolutely love Logan Lucky. Daniel Craig is insane in Logan Lucky. He gives the best performance of that film. High Flying Bird, which stars Andre Holland. Zazie Beetz is in that film. Not a lot of people have seemingly seen High Flying Bird. I thought it was interesting. It was about the NBA and where he thinks that power struggle is going, where it's becoming more of a player's league than an owner's league. I think that's a fascinating film that's also entertaining. And you also have The Laundromat. The Laundromat is a movie that came out last year, which also starred Meryl Streep. David Schwimmer was in that movie, and that movie also had two great supporting performances from both Gary Oldman and Antonio Banderas. Two huge names, but not a lot of people were talking about The Laundromat, a movie that I think is really entertaining. And yet critics didn't seem to like it at all, and they completely ignored a movie that starred Meryl Streep, Antonio Banderas, and Gary Oldman. And I don't know why Banderas and Oldman were so good together in that movie. They really made that movie special for me. And again, it was a really good performance from Meryl Streep, who was dealing with her husband who had just died, who was played by the terrific James Cromwell. Like, I don't understand why people ignored The Laundromat, but I think a lot of these films recently made by Steven Soderbergh are getting ignored. I think part of it is because these movies are now going to streaming services, like High Flying Bird and The Laundromat were both Netflix movies, and Netflix seems to come out with a movie every single week. So again, you have one week to make a movie that's going to have a big impact, and surprisingly so, those two Steven Soderbergh movies seemingly did not. Now, Let Them All Talk is coming out on HBO Max, and I hope this movie has a bigger impact than those ones. I have no idea why people ignored Logan Lucky. That movie came out in the theaters, and I thought it was one of the better films I saw that year. I believe that movie came out in 2017. I think what makes Steven Soderbergh special as a director is his use of movie stars and getting some of their best performances. Look at this list with George Clooney they made out of sight. He, of course, starred in the Oceans trilogy. I think Soderbergh played a huge part in turning George Clooney into a movie star. Then you have Michael Douglas, who starred in the Steven Soderbergh films, Trap 
traffic and behind the candelabra. And then you have Matt Damon from the Ocean's Trilogy. And Matt Damon has been a constant in Steven Soderbergh movies since, like The Informant and Behind the Candelabra. Don Cheadle, who starred in Traffic and the Ocean's Trilogy. Don Cheadle became a big name, partially due to Steven Soderbergh. Julia Roberts had a career resurrection by Steven Soderbergh by starring in Aaron Brockovich, winning her the Oscar. And then she popped up in the Ocean's Trilogy. She is really good in those movies. She's underused in those movies. But again, he knows how to use movie stars like Julia Roberts. Brad Pitt in the Ocean's Trilogy. Brad Pitt is on fire in those movies. Benicio Del Toro won an Oscar for Traffic. Channing Tatum, beginning with Magic Mike. That was the beginning of the Channing Tatum era of him being a movie star. You had Magic Mike. You had Logan Lucky. He used him effectively. I don't think any other director has used Channing Tatum as good as Steven Soderbergh has to make him really feel like a movie star and a decent actor. Catherine Zeta-Jones in Traffic and Ocean's 12. I mean, Steven Soderbergh got two of the better performances from Zeta-Jones. I really like her in Ocean's 12. She has fantastic chemistry with Brad Pitt. And now we get back to Meryl Streep. I think he's gotten really two terrific performances from Meryl Streep in each of the past two years in the laundromat. I thought she was really funny. It was a fun performance from Streep. And then in Let Them All Talk, she really shined. She had some really good scenes with Lucas Hedges. I mean, I think he's gotten two of the better lead performances from Meryl Streep in recent times. And I think all of that has to do with Steven Soderbergh. He knows how to use the modern movie star to get performances that are meaningful and most importantly, entertaining. Some people get movie stars and then they make a boring, slow movie. No one will ever accuse Steven Soderbergh of that. Soderbergh's next film, which will also be on HBO Max next year, is called No Sudden Move, and it also features a star-studded cast and includes longtime Soderbergh collaborators like Don Cheadle, Matt Damon, and Benicio Del Toro, and newcomers like Noah Jupe, who was wonderful in The Undoing, Kieran Culkin, who's fantastic in Succession, Ray Liotta, who gave one of his best performances last year in Marriage Story, David Harbour, who's best known for Stranger Things, Frankie Shaw, who's known for the show Smilf, Julie Fox, who gave a scene-stealing performance in Uncut Gems, Brendan Fraser, who's coming back onto the scene after being a movie star in movies like The Mummy, and John Hamm. It's going to be so interesting how Steven Soderbergh uses a guy like John Hamm, best known for Mad Men. He's, of course, given great supporting performances in films recently, like Baby Driver, The Report, and Richard Jewell, and a lot of people say nobody has turned John Hamm into a movie star. Well, if anybody can do it, it's Steven Soderbergh. So again, I'm super hyped up for that movie. Getting back to Let Them All Talk, there's one thing about this movie that I super appreciated. Near the end, there is a twist that is so unexpected and so effective, and it makes the movie work. That's what twists are supposed to do. This one has a purpose, and it's one of the better ones I've seen. So many movies that have a twist that is so stupid and pointless, yet this twist in Let Them All Talk is basically showing you the meaning of this film. It makes this movie work and it turns it into something that is super fun and entertaining into a really good to great movie. I also think this movie shows how lonely being a writer can be because all of these people in Alice's life want something from her and misconstrues her work based on how they individually think about it and her as a human being. I think you go into this movie because it stars Meryl Streep, Lucas Hedges, Diane Weiss, and Candace Burr. 
Bergen and Gemma Chan, but you stay because it's a fun movie that all of a sudden becomes super meaningful towards the end of it. I definitely recommend the movie Let Them All Talk. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney. There'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes, and this week I put the spotlight on the movies Sound of Metal and Let Them All Talk. Next week I'm putting the spotlight on the career of legendary actress Julia Roberts and the movie Ma Rainey's Black Bottom starring Viola Davis and the late great Chadwick Boseman. So tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe. Subscribe.